welcome to the Cabramatta Vineyard Church podcast. We are a missional community in southwestern Sydney that desires to be a preview community of God's generous rule and reign. For more information, check out cabramattavineyard.org.au. celebrate the voice of your beautiful child, Sherry. I thank you for the time that she spent, the way that you have been developing this like a seed inside of her, and the way that you have touched uh, really important parts of her life, how you have touched scripture, how you have brought all these things together, and what Sherry is going to share today. I pray for your protection her and her family, all that she loves, and I pray that your word will go out through her like, like a wind, like a Holy Spirit power wind, that you would strengthen and empower both Sherry and your people as she steps into this today. Amen. Amen. Wow, that was amazing. I feel like, woo, that's so good. So, uh, hello. Hi. Oh, I really do love looking out and seeing all your beautiful faces. It's so, so nice. Um, how creative are the kids? In Amanda, well done. That was so good. Um, it's just such a cool reminder with you know what we have. We have plenty. Um, and you've just done such a fabulous job. You know, you're talking about learning along the way. We'll all be too old, we'll go to work really, really old. And um, yeah, you've just done so wonderful. And the creativity, seeing the kids and them blooming, is really encouraging to all of us, so thank you. Love that. Um, hi, fam. With everything and anything um, that come to the heart of Thanksgiving, so I just want to say thank you. Um, I think we have people on Zoom as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, Hannah. Um, I just really wanted to say thank you to um, and acknowledge the Capital Command of the Dark Nation, which is the land in which we meet now. I am so, so grateful that my family and I were given this land to be able to experience the freedom and love that we have. Um, it's so important. Um, I really honour Greg and Dye and this church and all my beautiful spiritual family there. And Girl love you guys. And um, all of you who have journeyed, uh, every single one of you have a, a story and a journey that's so important and adds to the flavour that we have and we will have and continue to have. And to my dear friends, thank you for coming as well. Seeing your light here is just the light to my soul, so thank you. So I was uh, like thinking of praying. There's a few things actually I would could. I could just really talk about Jesus for a long, long time. <laughs> Love him. Do this. Um, and there's a few things I wanted to, but of oh, this past week or so, first also, please excuse me, I am in quite a bit of pain. I tore my calf muscle Monday night at a studio. Um, and that is actually what propelled me to talk about what I want to talk about today, because it's all about taking shape, um, no matter what circumstance. Um, 
and I'm actually also currently kind of here out of my left ear. So all these things are just happening. I was like, well, you know what? We're going to push because uh, nothing is bigger than what a beautiful God can do. Um, so as I was thinking and praying what to talk about, you know, there are just some certain things that pop up. It is the end of the year. Like there are three Sundays, three Sundays until creatures, we go, we do, we do, we do, we're always doing. But then within stillness and silence, you know, what is he saying? What is this saying? My spirit that connects to the Holy Spirit in alignment, what are you saying? Um, what has he been saying to you? I was like, I don't know I should ask. You know? Because, you know, our Father loves when we ask him. Um, so within that, I was just like, okay, Jesus told me to talk about this sort of thing, and he also asked, I felt he asked me to share part of my story, what I've trekked through this year. In the past, I would encourage some of that stuff with you guys too. So, I, um, oh, please excuse me. This, I bet about myself. For those who don't know me as well, don't know too much um, about my history, um, my name is Sherry. Hi. I am wifey to this beautiful soul and the hat and green of it tonight. I am a blessed mama to the light of my life, Raya, who was the one who made the sheep with the three legs and the one eye. <laughs> Proud. Um, I am a daughter to uh, my beloved parents, uh, my amazing father, who is of Persian heritage, and mum, who is Filipino-Spanish. Um, and of one of four, the youngest of four, um, and then simply including in that is the angel of my life. Her name's Honey. She has Down syndrome. She was born just before me, and I wouldn't have actually been born if it wasn't for her. They wanted to stop having kids at Honey because they're like they actually didn't know she had Down syndrome until she came to Australia. I'm the only one born in Australia. They all got the Philippines and waterfalls, and I got Liverpool Hospital. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> no, Um And so. And I'm not born here, um, but they found out Honey had Down syndrome when she was three months old, which is the time that Honey came. Um, and because of that, they urged her, you know, you should have another kid. And they're like, no, 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 we don't want any more. You know, this is already going to be hard, it's done, it's done. And they kept going and going. And this was in the 80s, they're like, you should grow as social normal as possible. Um, and then they had me. So she's literally my angel. So I'm very, very blessed um, that she is. Her disability has given me the ability to be. So I couldn't be more thankful for her. Um, my parents came, so they were from Iran. They flew to the Philippines as um, there was a revolution going on in Iran at the time, in 79. And the Philippines was a place of uh, really good education for cheap as well, and there was a lot of freedom. So there's a lot of Persian Filipinos, I guess, around that time. Um, but then my dad was really for justice, so again, he started up a group that went against the regime. But then he started in the fields as well. <laughs> they were like, look, we're gonna like kill you off. So the United Nations actually, how we got blessed to be in contact with them, we had a lot of political leaders in our family. Um, they put our family to Australia. Um, it was out of Switzerland, New Zealand, um, Canada, or here, and we got Australia. So I'm so grateful. I love being an Aussie. But, 
Um, so then when we were here, my, my father's Muslim, and my mother was just very loyal to whatever it was. And so at the time, she was kind of atheist, um, but my abuela it was Catholic, my grandma was Catholic, and my um, grandfather was Muslim. And a huge like leader of a Muslim nation down south in Mindanao, which is a huge kind of Islamic state. So that was our background, and it wasn't until they came to Australia when these kind, kind people uh, who were Iraqis, and at that time Iraq and Iran were at war, so my dad's like, why are you helping us? Like, that's weird. Um, they're like, oh, because Jesus told us to. And that then became a melting of his heart that took shape for him to, for the King of Kings to be his king. Um, and then set the tone for our family, which we're very grateful for. So in that, you know, da 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 da, -da Shez was born, more youngest of four, um, and I love dancing. I've always loved dancing, like, even as a kid dancing. And I remember, I actually don't, because my parents got to know more and more about Jesus as I got older, actually. But I remember literally being three years old, even, like, and not specifically giving my life to him. I'll say for the first time, because when I was like about two or three, I remember just crying out to Jesus, going, I just need you. I'm really sad. I need you, Lord. And then I said that for the first time, because then I cut back to my teens, and I remember so many altar calls. I was, going, I was like, Lord, take the wheel. I don't know. I was just done. I just needed Jesus. <laughs> and then it just made me laugh, because I think about many times, I guess I'm doing the altar call in my heart right now. I just want to go to him, and I, I, I don't want anything to get away between me and my Jesus. I love him so much, you know? But I remember so specifically that being young, and I remember closing my eyes and seeing the Holy Spirit. And it was like the wind just moved my body. And as I moved, um, I danced with Jesus. So that really took me from birth. Um, that desire did not go away. I uh, ended up doing a degree in dance alongside with psychosomatic education and theology, and I loved it. And then I really cultivated the soul and what the soul loves in creative arts. Um, and now what I do, Part of that is that I basically do what I'm doing now. I teach and I speak and we workshop um, and I teach on soul and dance as the professionals of this industry for our country. So I'm so blessed that whatever the, you know, the thing that was seeded and birthed within us, that we all have a desire that we love, um, was birthed so that I can live and proclaim God's life in that way. Um, so with that, this year actually has been the peak of my dance stuff. Um, it's been, last year was getting more and more, but in terms for it to be on a more open way, um, this year has really peaked, um, which has been amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and God is doing the most insane, like blowing our minds things, and it's not coming from me, like it truly is. Uh, which is funny because at the same time, it's intertwined with one of my hardest years that I've ever experienced. And my family have been through a lot. But these last couple of years has been the hardest. The hardest being this year, um, which a lot of you have walked with, and even these beautiful people too, my friends have prayed for as well, are the losing uh, of my father, who is my best friend and my soul and the love of my life. To lose an it was like when he exhaled his last breath, I did too. And there was something that happened within that time of the exchange when I heard on the phone that he was no longer present on earth. When he exhaled his last, and then it was like a uh, breath was taken from me. And immediately I remembered Ruhan. 
my spirit breath. And it was like God was just soaking in more life into me so that I could breathe. My dad was diagnosed with um, an incurable lung disease called idiopathic polyfibrosis. Basically, it's uh, scarring tissue in the lungs that becomes so thick and stiff that uh, the lungs can no longer breathe and it's restricted until you take your last breath. So it's not even a thing I'd wish upon anyone, let alone senior for the closest person in my life. Um, he was diagnosed about, about five years ago. And then um, and I was caring for him within that time and I did full-time care for him from last year, which was an honour to do. And it was amazing because I was just like, and same thing within that, it was just almost like uh, I was blessing him or giving to him, but he was blessing me back. And I think what God was showing me within that time is the beauty of deep, genuine, authentic love. That uh, it is not take, 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 but as we exchange, it gives. And there's just this common dance that happens between that. And so even when we go to our king, we are going with the things that we need. And I'm like, I was still going to him. I was like, oh, I die, you know. And he even got to a point where it took him a few minutes to say a few words. But every single word was intentional and coded in love. Now, it really made me think about living intentionally and how we speak to those around us. And two, and what we breathe and we give power to with the words that we speak. Every breath we have is precious. Like literally, you guys get up, your feet are planted on the ground, you're here, the earth shakes. There's something that's happening that we don't even see, but the heavenly love, it's like incense to the throne room, you know? But we forget our power with it. And God's just like, oh, what shape are you? Let me shape you. And it's within this time that is the most beautiful shape that we're going to ever make because it is the creator who shapes us. And it's because of that, no matter what our clay is, which I'll speak about more in a second, doesn't matter our state, we hold the most precious treasure within us, which is the light of our Jesus. Um, if we could, I think we should have started. If you have your Bibles here, oh, you should try to. I'm always going to say that. Um, 2 Corinthians, let's go to 2 Corinthians 4. We'll go to verse 6. I'm going to just get a chapter to put here anyway to have a look at. I think it was turned off. And then, but it is on. I'm going to it up. It was 2 Corinthians 4, and we'll go from, we'll go from 6, a bit cheeky for the start at 7, but we'll be a bit of a cheeky intro, you know. I'll have it up there in a second, but I'll just read and if you can take it out, we'll leave it up so we can also... But I really want to um, six, yeah. Because part of what we're doing here as well, and what I have a heart for, is also that, you know, obviously in anything that we do, we speak, we share. But the thing that inspires us is the Holy Spirit. So I'll leave it there, because there's going to be stuff that will pop out for you guys individually as well as I share my own story. And so whatever pops up for you, I really encourage you to, to dive it deep into your spirit, into your heart. There are going to be things, because you know, we are living in a day and age where there are things that's trying to take our shape. There are stuff speaking, and there's stuff that we'll be talking about in here. But, 
There is a beautiful Heavenly Father that is zealous after us and wants us to have our best shape so that we can be always what we're created to be, even from the world. So as we really, I really encourage you guys to do that. And also, I'm conscious of time as well, and I really want to be able to end this with praying for each other because part of what takes shape is empowerment. And how we go into the world and continue to hold our shape is by supporting and speaking life and love to each other too. So, I will read from you. I'm reading from the CEV, um, but you know, as you wish. The scriptures say, God commanded light to shine in the dark. Now God is shining in our hearts to let you know that his glory is seen in Jesus Christ. We are like clay jars in which this treasure is stored. The real power comes from God, not from us. We often suffer, but we are never crushed. Even when we don't know what to do, we never give up. In times of trouble, God is with us. And when we are locked down, we get up again. Every year, <laughs> like for my birthday or like a new year, and Tim will join me in sometime, um, I love to ask Jesus for a present. Um, you know, he says he gives his gifts to his kids that he loves freely. So I was like, oh, I'm going to freely get my gift. So I was like, oh, Lord, what do I want this year? But then I ask him for a gift, but really it's me going, what would you like to give me? Because <laughs> I'm like, oh. Personally, I mean, I'm not really a gifts person, but like it's kind of low in my love language, but I love receiving from my king. So I was like, okay. And in this season, especially when I was going through the fire of doing stuff with dad, um, I was like, Lord, Lord, what is it? And instantly I saw a picture of me as clay, like instantly. And I saw an oven. But it wasn't like the cool vintage ovens like you see with the clay. It was just like a standard like 800 mil, <laughs> just a normal Cool, and I was going into it, and I was just like, okay. And he goes to me, which is my Persian name, which actually was named to me from my grandmother, which means dancing flame. So I was named that even at birth. Yeah. And it's amazing, because we've been talking about the power of names. And this is all about our calling, and how God speaks that shapes us. See, it all is all interjected in a play. You know, it's just like, what are you saying, Lord? Even with my one ear not working, what are you saying, Lord? Even when I'm at my peak and I'm at my best, what are you saying? Even when I can't no longer do what I was really hoping to do for the rest of this year, but because of my torn calf muscle, I've had to shut down a lot of jobs and a lot of ways of connecting. But my heart and spirit's happy, what are you saying? You know? Everything on this is very, God's very countercultural. Um, the world says one thing, and it talks about it later on in Corinthians. You can, I encourage you guys to read actually that whole, that whole chapter. It talks about, you know, we are governed by death. You know, this is not happening. Our bodies are actually physically showing what death looks like by Jesus. But the hope is, is that with death also you have life in you. And that is the life that it talks about in here. Um, so I had to ask Jesus and then show him in an oven, and I'm getting bolded, and I'm like, Okay, this is a bit hot, Lord. It's getting hotter. And he goes to me, there are heat moments in life. There's always going to be heat moments. You know, we can't stop what's going to happen. The thing is, it's going to happen. But it's about how we adhere to it, how we see it, how we approach it. You know, but as, as well as the heat moments, 
there's also a cooling that comes. We all know even as partners, you know, if you're a friend or you're a spouse or you're whatever, even arguments, you're like, ah, okay, let's just take a minute to chill. Let's just chill. Because, you know, in your heat moments when you're most malleable, that's when your clay gets formed. That's when you're molded. And when the coolness comes, which it does always will, is when you take your shape. Now the Lord's like, you know, Sherry, this is a heat moment for you, and there are going to be many heat moments in life. There's pain, there's suffering, suffering myself. You know, the hardest thing is actually self, because we deal with ourselves every day. We think about, yeah, oh, there's all this hard stuff going on in the world. Actually, one of my favorite quotes from Mother Teresa is, you think globally, act locally. And what's local is this right now. Now, if I am not my best shape, how do I give to others? We know we've heard that, right? But the thing is, is that sometimes, not sometimes, most of the time, when we're in stuff, it's so overwhelming, and it's this, it's like right in the face. Right between this distance here is actually where there is no amount of your expansion of oxygen. Everything, your, your uh, eyesight, everything is, is quite near. Now what the Lord wants to do is breath and to breathe out, rule how so this goes down and that we gain a vision of something way more than just beyond self. So the thing within that is that there's breath there. That's very important. As God breathed into life, our creator, that's what he did. Now, if stuff's over here, there's overwhelm, there's stress, there's things, there's things that are actually taking away life, isn't there? When we don't have breath, what's opposite of life? It's death. Our God's a living king. So it's a constant conversation. Is Lord, what is this? What's he? What's he? No, please, please help me do this. Just to act. And he's just like, it's just this. It's okay. Sometimes it can seem so much bigger than it is, but it's like um, the etymology of the word, even with, um, what's it? Not redemption, repentance. It's literally, sometimes we think about repentance as such a big word, but it actually just means to look the other way. God just wants to change our perspective on our sight with a lot that's happening. Within that also is how we look within self. So, with saying that, when Jesus was telling me about the heat moments and how we get molded, it was also about the next level of beauty with that is that God is very kind, but then he also asked me, then what shape would you like, Sherry? We have free will. And I was like, oh, me? And I just straight away I thought, of a bowl? Like, why? Anyway, I was like, I'm going to be a bowl. And then I thought, that's because I can carry more, I guess. And it's hollow. And I'll be able to carry things well. And it's distributed, I guess. And also, like, I don't think of a bowl, a salad bowl, they go to, like, feed people, like they're at banqueting tables and stuff. I was just like, at this moment, Lord, I actually don't have a capacity. I'm looking after my father full time, and my sister is down to me, my mum's really unwell. I'm doing this all on my own. Of course, with my beautiful husband. But in terms of my own blood family, I'm doing that, as well as dealing with a lot of whole other grief and pain that I'm walking through. I've got a whole dance industry with me. I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm like, wait, how come I'm doing this, and this is just actually blooming, and I'm not touching that, really, other than what I just feel the Lord tell me to do. And then I'm able to carry this. And he's like, you took your shape, Sherry. He's like, in your heat times, and in the corners that came, you took the shape that you wanted. And the thing is, it's like sometimes when we think about just taking shape, like it's done, that's what it is. But what I'm going to talk about in Jeremiah 6, uh, 18, talks about the potter's house. And he also was talking about how the shape wasn't right, so he just molded it again. So God's very easy with us. It's often us where we're like, oh, you know, oh, 
done this or this and guilt and shame and I was going to be too overwhelming, it's too hard. And God's like, just look the other way. Just let me breathe on you. Just let me remold you. Now there's been a lot of hard stuff, and this is like kind of my journey with this year. But I know for sure without a doubt, you know, it's at the end of the year we're carrying a lot of things, even stuff that we don't know that over time the building was quite heavy and it sits on us, you know. And it's like what Proverbs talks about for us. Um, talks about guarding your heart for the wellspring of your life. Like, this is not just like, you know, guard your heart, put up your walls and things going hard. It's actually, even through heat and fire, we remain soft and the heart is soft. How do you do that? That is actual power. How do I still love when someone's at me going, you are not worthy of love? No way. Okay, I remember what the truth is and I remember this. Because we need both. The Lord put them both in my temple for a reason. This needs this. And we've been talking about transitions and stuff that we had Kirk and Nicole in last week as well, in seasons. You know, winter, we think winter's barren and stuff. But then we have spring. But winter needs stuff from spring, just as much as spring needs from winter. You know? In these pinnacle moments, and now we're transitioning into a new year. You know? How are your hearts going? What shape are you? You know? To be quite honest, I'm getting smashed. We are getting smashed. You know, it's like bang, bang's happening, bang my calf, bang my knee, bang Raya's got a pigmentation happening, her lashes just turned pure white, we don't know why. She's lethargic, we don't know why. We just got a test for her time. All this stuff. Tim's stress, this is authentic, genuine living also what's happening in our lives. When I'm physically tired, and I'm like, but Lord, my spirit and heart's very happy. What's happening? I'm so like, oh, what? But I feel very sensitive. And all this smashing, 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 and I'm just like, ah, oh, I could be like, tap out, I'm done. And that's fine if I do that, and it's fine if we all do that, because we're human, and God knows us, and he's like, it's okay, my loves, it's okay. But as the smashing, the smashing, the smashing is happening, it's going and going and going and going, and then I'm like, hang on, hang on. Oh, that's the heel of your palm, Lord, then just please mold me. Just mold me. In my smashing, Lord, I just want to be like you. You know? We've all got physical pains and we're going through something. When it actually happens, when these pains happening within our family, which is closer to home, closest to the heart, our heart has many facets, uh, it really rocks our world. Especially when we can, can't do things that we usually can do in this pain. And that's valid. And that's why Jesus wants freedom for us. That's why he says we pray for healing. Pray for our people. And it's very important. <laughs> I was like, okay, Lord, just bold me. Um, you know, it's so funny. I was talking with some of the guys in our industry. And actually, just before coming here, because um, they heard about my calf. And I wanted it to happen. It was literally the first count of eight. It was like five, six, seven, eight, rip. You could, people heard the tear in my calf. And they're like, what is that? And I was like, it was me. And they're like, oh. you know, and I was like, yeah, it's okay, I'm doing okay. Thankfully, it actually wasn't in my tendon. Like, it's so sick. It's the best kind of injury I could have. It's only gonna be a few weeks, because it's on the muscle belly. So I'm good, fam. <laughs> it's just that I was just, Finished a bit too early, and we had like a famous rapper who was here from the States, and I didn't get to do the workshops I was going to do with them, and all this kind of stuff, and all those other things I was planned. But I'm like, what can I do? It's done. And that's the thing. When these moments come and hit us, and they are going to, also the shape that the Lord's talking with us about, and within this too, is 
Um, you're going to be formed, but what are you going to fill up with your shape within this time? Now, for me, when I was just like, Lord, I, I, the shape that I want as much as possible, I, I don't want resentment to sit here. I don't want unforgiveness. I don't want bitterness. I don't want these things to take my shape. Where it hasn't been kind of clunked out. So I could have filled that time with, oh my gosh, this is this and that, and that's fine. <laughs> and it's fine too. But as much as possible, we are created to have space and expansion. He tells us we can expand our tents. So I sat down, and the, the, I should have said kids, they're 21, but you know, the kids me. They went and got me an ice pack straight away. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I was sitting down. And I was just like thinking about it, oh, because I'm not always going to be able to use my body, Lord, so you know, what am I going to be doing as this, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Sherry, look up. This is your work. And I looked, and in an industry that's very actually self-centered, it's all about stuff, it's very competitive, one by one they were lining up to come and chat to me and to speak words and hope into me as I was sitting there. What they changed I gave them, they were giving to me. They're like, your God is very good, Sherry, so we'll give it back to you. How kind. And all it was because I just said, Lord, just make me whatever shape you want me to be. And you shaped me exactly to the desires of my heart. I surrendered and I let go. Because you know, taking shape takes many uh, uh, positions of attitude. There's a position of fighting, of resting. There's anchoring. You know, there is uh, justice. There's always a different position, but it's up to us to intentionally choose, Lord, what is it for this time? And because if we don't have this connection, or this connection, or this connection, because he's everywhere, anywhere, all the time, without love, it's nothing, yeah? Um, so within that, they're just like, we're going to give it back to you. And literally, just before I came here, one of the ones who's really into, like, like death stuff, like crazy, he sends me a video and goes, I heard just speaking. I was like, oh, did you, bro? He's like, yeah, um, I just thought this would be happy, so I'm going to share it with you. Did you know what it was? <laughs> It was a clip from Sister Act 2. When Jesus washed, when Jesus washed. It was oh happy day. I couldn't believe it. The fact that nobody even touched something that said Jesus was huge. And it's all because that's the power of what Jesus does. You know, I had to find a way to speak my language with them because that's how I connect with them. And through that relationship, I don't get to do that. But even the ones who don't know me, they're like, well, come, like, hey, hey, I like Jesus. I'm like, oh, cool, that's cool, 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 cool. Never said anything about Jesus. But that's just what happens when we actually take our shape. Um, <laughs> there's just a bit of things, but what I'm going to do actually, I think I'll end it there. Um, I, I just also want to say that I'm, I'm looking around and I see many beautiful shapes. And I know that you guys are the way you are because of choosing that you guys have done. So I really want to honor that. Um, Our God is so kind that we can do this and we can do this together. (laughs) So just before, I was going to talk you through kind of a a very quick visualization of you guys to close your eyes and just pray. And what we're going to do is just to break up into small groups of three or four maybe and really encourage each other to pray for each other and pray for our best shape. So what we want to be shaped into for the new year to come. Because 
we don't just do it by ourselves, you know, we're a community. So what Shape We Take also um, adds to the beauty of shapes together, no matter where we're from. Um, that would be a, a beautiful thing to do. Um, we weren't created to be, yeah, dead people walking, but to have life and life to its fullness. Um, and that is even talked about later on in secondary things. But I'll just quickly pray. Um, thank you for having the heart to listen and having the beautiful ones that you guys do as well on the cuts. Come hold the spirit. So that you close your eyes. And I see a picture you on a path and it's in a forest. There's lots of lush green leaves around. And on the path there's a, a beaming light, sun shining through. And things that look dark because you know foliage is dark green. When the light splashes on it, it's like a very lush green. And there's like a real delight that happens in your spirit as you see it. And I want you guys to keep walking along the path, whatever that path looks like. As you're walking, you hear the birds singing. Anything that wasn't present before is now actually present in a beautiful real form. As you're walking, I ask that Jesus will come and wash off the heavy loads, even stuff that we don't know that has stuck and become our skin. But just with the ease of walking, we'll seem to light and beauty. Because our Creator who makes these jars of clay makes all things beautiful. Doesn't matter if our clays are old and frail, young and naive, it all stores his life. As you continue to walk, may you feel the wind blow on you and on yours. Now the path is leading to a house, which is the potter's house. You open this big, beautiful wooden door and you feel warmth straight away. The wood also could be dark and weird. It's actually just warm. Why do I feel warm? There's a fire. And sitting at the fireplace is a beautiful Jesus. And he smiles and he invites you to come and sit with you. Just come be with me, my child. He asks me, what are you doing, Lord? He's like, I'm making, I'm making clay. I'm making you. What shape would you like? Come, Holy Spirit, in minds, I show the worship. What the shapes have looked like this year, and it was added and tattered, Lord, come and reach you. And give them hope and breath of life for the bodies that need to be able to be able in Jesus' name, so that it can manifest in the spirituals. Thank you, Jesus.